Hey, everybody. Welcome to Elephant in the Room. Roll Tide Pods. Again, thank you for hanging out with us here and talking as we do twice a week about Alabama athletics, a lot of football, but some basketball with the way that the Crimson Tide are uh, heading into a colossal matchup this Saturday. And before Jake Coker and me, Mick Gillespie, get talking about everything with the Crimson Tide, let me remind you guys that we want you to be part of what we're doing here. Like and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up at Roll Tide Pods and share with your friends, right? we got to get momentum built for this alliance that we formed with you. And then the other thing is that we're brought to you by MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, up to a $1,000 price match when you use the promo code next round on that initial wager. So if you pick Alabama to beat Tennessee Saturday night, at the airplane hangar in Tuscaloosa, Coleman Coliseum, you could win some big money. This is a big – this is really a colossal game, Jake. I mean, like and, – and it, and it goes to show what Nate Oates has brought to the table because Alabama didn't play in these type of basketball games for years. And now it seems like it's every year. Yeah. And uh, this one's a big one for Nate Oates, in my opinion, just because Tennessee, to me, is a more talented team. Uh, can we show up and play defense? I don't know if you saw, I can't remember the guy's name for Tennessee, that the white guy that scored like connect. I mean, that guy's an animal. He dunked it. Yeah, he dunked it, shoot it. He best, took over the game against Auburn. Yeah. Uh, what is it was connect? He's the best player on the floor, but the worst free throw percentage on the team, too. Yeah, or on like the, Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> but he can shoot from that, from three. He can, I mean, he's quick explosive all all of those things combined uh they got that point guard that I feel like yeah has been there since 2000 yeah and uh feels like guys play a lot longer these days well yeah. I, I mean he's still playing he's got his covid year and but you know what i mean else. like it's like when somebody actually runs out of eligibility you're like do what <laughs> you know, they got to transfer or they got to go to the nba i or thought the NFL. ziegler was a senior like three years ago i know he's a good player <laughs> yeah connect and it's like all these teams it's like who's the best at the transfer portal you know which nate oates is good at you know yeah well he's always gonna have talent you know mm -hmm. especially now so three games to go last night alabama Played bad in the first half, and then all of a sudden they just yeah I they scored we were... all those points at the end of the first half, and then they scored like sixty four in the second half. Yep. When I saw that the start of that Ole Miss game, I was thinking here, there it was. Kentucky broke us. We're done. You know, I was, uh, was like Ryan Anderson about to rip the TV off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> are you that? Are you like that in 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 tune with basketball where you would rip a TV off for hoops? No, I'd I'd never. I'd never rip a TV off the wall. I wouldn't want to pay for a new one. No, <laughs> come on. That's love. But, I, I mean, it, I was – it does – I hate – I hate when basketball season rolls around. Like, if we were playing Tennessee and we had mm -hmm. lost to Ole Miss and we weren't playing for the SEC title, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'd be tuned into the game like I, you know, would be now that it means so much. Right, right, right. Because if we win this game, that's the SEC championship right there. Pretty the season. Well, you would think. I mean, title pretty much. Yeah, they still have Florida, two games left. Which was at it Florida, Florida and A and M. Yeah, and Florida at Florida is going to be a tough game. 
I mean, look, we barely won that one overtime. You know, I, and I'm, then and then home against Arkansas. Okay. Well, you know, I was hoping just, I mean, based on, you know, if I'd bet Bama Saturday or not, I was hoping that Tennessee would just drag Auburn and then we'd play a close game, which we, we kind of did. Well, we kind of caught fire there, you know, in the second half or latter part of the first and, and most of the second. Um, What's his name? Moss or Moses? What The uh, freshman. He hit like five threes. Oh yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Like Darren or Davin. Yeah, Davin Moss or kind of his first uh, first appearance where you're like, "Damn, who is this guy?" Right. And uh, I think he's out of Virginia. I actually looked at the the rivals' ratings, and he was a four star, but didn't have. I think he's out of Virginia. Didn't have offers from North Carolina or, uh, you know, any, any of the big ACC schools, but had Auburn and maybe Louisville and some other guys looking at him. But man, I tell you, uh, also Ryland Griffin. Yeah, good game. He had a. It was uh, no, it was uh, it was a uh, Cosby. Cosby, that's yeah, it. Devin yeah. Cosby. I was like, when you said Moss, I was like, man, maybe I'm. Thinking of somebody else. Yeah, how I got Moss from Cosby, Cosby. I have no idea. <laughs> you remember Bill Cosby? Did you watch the Cosby show? I did. I did. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that Bill Cosby would have ended up in jail? He's out now. Is he out now? I think he's out now, right? I'm not sure. I, I mean, when the Cosby show used to come on, it was a big deal. You know, he was all... You know, we're going to start getting getting a little, uh, I guess, philosophical here. But, you know, he was the – wasn't he the one that was all anti-cussing? Yeah, yeah, he Richard was. Pryor, couldn't yeah, stand yeah. Richard Pryor. I love Richard Pryor. You know, obsessed Red Fox. With the, yeah, obsessed with the, the clean it up oh, stuff, yeah. which, you know. Nothing wrong with that. I people get it to say a certain that, degree. But, yeah, when I look at the comments, sometimes people direct that at you. Do you feel like do you feel like Richard Pryor with with Bill Cosby when you read the comments section? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sometimes like you're like shit. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometimes. Uh, I don't know how. Like you got to talk how you talk, you know. Well, my thing is, you know, if uh, I wouldn't want kids that I don't know to hear me cuss, right? And, you you know, wouldn't have talked of, like that in front example. of Jimmy Carroll. No, I would not. That was it. Watching you in front of Jimmy Carroll. Hey, man, it's a it's a respect thing. I I I know. I saw that. It's like you know, my grandparents or or my parents, my in laws. I'm not. I'm not. You know, it's when Bryant comes out. I saw Bryant that day. (laughs) I didn't know this guy. I was like, oh. But when I'm when I said, hey, can I get you a drink? He's like, I'm good. I was like, "All right, Brian, I got this. Let me know when you want one. <laughs> More for me." Uh, but you know, I mean, uh, you know, as you can see, when I'm around degenerates like on this podcast, I, I let things. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna pair him up with a guy that his wife's eventually gonna say no. <laughs> No more of this. <laughs> I can't figure out why he likes going over there so much. It's a half hour drive. But he's... 
So, 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 so Cosby. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it, he, he was bombing them away. Yeah. He was nestled in that near side corner. It was like, Woof. oh yeah. And they kept leaving him open too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah. Nate was just saving him for the end of the season. Yeah. 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 Well, it's at that point of the year now where guys like him have been practicing and they're playing. And oh, yeah. They're waiting for the they chance. Now. They yeah, yeah, right. I mean, and, and uh, Reitzel's been hurt. And, you know, Mo got suspended, which he should have. You don't elbow people like that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, man, I tell you, 55, um, what's his name? I'll screw up his name, too. Aaron Estrada. Yeah, Strata. He's a good player. He can handle the ball, and he is he's very aware out there. Yeah. You know, uh, I think he, he had a bunch of points off offensive rebounds last night. Uh, just knows where to be, seems like. Yeah. And and knows where guys are and understands, you know, how to distribute the ball. Ten points, ten assists, and 18 – oh, excuse me, ten rebounds, ten assists, and 18 points, which makes that a – Triple-double. Pretty good day, huh? Love it. Love it. <clears throat> but he's one of the biggest assets we have, and just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Where is he from? Is he a transfer portal guy? I mean, they're all transfer portal guys. Hofstra. Hofstra? Yeah. And he can handle the ball, can he? Well, you know, like when you watch the uh, NCAA tournament, now it's basically like a tryout for bigger schools for these guys. Yeah, that's right. You know, and you go in there and you're like, okay, well, you know what? I got to show these guys I can play and then play, you know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I agreed with it from the start. And what Coach Saban said, he's like, transfer portal is only going to help me. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm. I'm going to see who the best players are on these weaker teams or, um, you know, less privileged programs. And I'm just going to pick them off and take them all. Yeah. <clears> right. You're going to get the guys that I don't want. Yep. 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 And we're going to get rid of the guys that can't play. Yeah. Which yeah. is something the else. Guys that don't show up. Don't do what they're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah. Right. Do you think that's a big part of the guys that, how did Saban handle the people that didn't follow the rules when you were there? And do you remember, you don't have to say who it was, but do you remember, guys that just for whatever reason couldn't get out of bed or couldn't show up or, you know, couldn't make weight or, you know, all that stuff. And he would just be irritated by. Yeah. I mean, there was a, I think, you know, the first year, you know, it's, it's a real, real effort to try to get these guys to change. Uh, and then after a while, I think it's a try to make them leave and prove that you're going to want to stay here and commit. Really? You know, um, I mean, obviously that's not said, but I think that's the, I think that's the feeling of not only the coaches but the team as well. Mm -hmm. like, because when you're out there working out and you got a guy that shows up late that doesn't do what he's supposed to do, that I mean, that's frustrating as a player too. Right, know, watching a guy just make what you're doing somewhat of a joke. Right. Who uh, who's the one that says something to him? Ryan Anderson type guys. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, because I could see him being probably. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan when, Lee, when he Ryan became, Anderson's. Yeah, right. Uh, By the time he, he he became a leader on the team, it probably meant a lot to him yeah. to, guys, just to help somebody, even though they don't realize they're being helped by him. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and because there's a there, the even though he's tough, guys. he cares a lot. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's he's one of those guys that that um, you know, I, I seems like a lot of my best friends are this way. They. Uh, it takes a lot to earn their respect. And mm -hmm. once you have it, 
they're as loyal as they could possibly be. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And to me, those are, those are guys that, you know, work hard. They, they have a mutual respect for people that work hard and, uh, you know, try to do the right thing. And that's what Ryan is Dylan Lee, uh, Ryan Kelly, all those guys that, that held that standard. Um, you know, they expect a lot out of people when, when you're going to stand next to them and, and try to achieve a goal they want to achieve. So, uh, I mean, really, <clears throat> I think the, the coaches, again, they, they want to, they want the best out of the guys they recruited, but at some point, you know, you got to prove you want to be there. Yeah. Right. You know, and, uh, you think Nate Oates is having that issue with this team? I mean, he keeps on talking about the defense them not wanting to play defense them not giving the effort that he wants. And then they go out and they score like they score 100 points like it's not even. Oh yeah. It's not even hard. I mean like they shoot those threes and it's so different than Alabama basketball back when I was in school. I remember coming in, you know, I transferred from Maryland where they were like a basketball school and the school always had good teams and you had to camp out for tickets and they beat Duke in North Carolina with Shashevsky and Dean Smith, and it was a big deal. Who was the basket head coach? Gary Williams. Gary Williams. Great coach. Won a national championship. <laughs> and and and, and it, scoring wasn't that hard. And then I came to Alabama, and I grew up watching those Terps teams, you know. And I come to Alabama. Yeah, and Maryland so, was really good when I was in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to the national championship game and yeah. the final four. It was a, one of the greatest. What happened? Because now you don't They got a new it. arena. They had an old arena that had a lot of character. It, it was old, and it needed to be replaced. But it was like. Like Coleman Coliseum to me doesn't have any character, I, and I I just don't get the vibe there. Uh, Cole Fieldhouse had this really cool character, kind of even though it was it, it was generic, it was still you right on top of the action. Yeah, right, yeah. and it had a lot of great teams. <clears throat> Lefty Trezell, who just died, was part of that. Len Bias, and uh, you're talking about the Juan Dixon years, you know. And uh, but but what happened was. Gary Williams won that championship and then things just changed, you know, like it just changed. Like you start dealing with a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that he just wasn't going to buy into from what I understand and, um, and got out of it. I think part of it too is, you know, the, the, the athletic directors and the people around the program make it to where you don't, you're not enjoying it anymore is what I would guess, uh, where they think they, they know how to do it, you know, kind of like when Alabama had, uh, Gene Stallings last year, you know, they, they Bob Bockroth came in and thought he could do it better and he fucked it all up, you yeah. know, um, there's another athletic director. I'm not going to say his name, but when he started going that way, the president of the university stepped in and said, Hey, you can answer to me, coach Saban. You yeah. don't have to answer to this guy. And he stuck around, you know, sometimes you think you're helping and you're not, you yeah. know? And so I, I feel like that's a part of it. But when I when I would come to Alabama, it's like, man, scoring 70 points used to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. These guys score 100. This this team, to me, is dangerous, but they're not that good. you know. But then I look at the record, and I'm like, they're three games away from winning the SEC. Nate Oates has kept these guys together despite all these deficiencies. Now, the scoring is great, right? And you can beat anybody in the country if you can score. They're not going to play defense. They just can't. They're not. They're just not. It's not going to – all of a sudden, there's no switch that's coming on with this defense. Well, Dude, they Pringle. win two out of the three games they got to play, including Saturday. They're going to win the SEC. Yeah. Well, Chris Pringle, I mean, he 
to me, he's the only guy out there where you watch him and that's you're like, that is a hard nosed, not dirty player, but you know what I mean? A dirty mentality. He'll right. he'll get after it, do whatever he's got to do to win. And I I mean, I, I enjoy both of those guys. I know I know Grant Nelson's playing hard, uh, but you don't have that guy like Quinterly last year who'd start a fight, you know, who'd, yeah, right. who'd shove somebody wasn't taking shit from anybody. Yeah. And uh it was just that hard nosed player uh who drove the mentality, the morale of the team. And I I went to that to the Auburn Alabama basketball game last year at home when we came back and uh quarterly, you know, yeah, he shoved somebody out of bounds, fired the whole crowd up. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and everybody fed off that. You just looking for that guy with grit and and just a passion that kind of creates the mentality or the identity of that team, which mm-hmm. you just, but you don't have anybody that you're like, okay, you, you don't have anybody that's locking down their best player. Yeah. And the inside, it's like Auburn with Katie Johnson. I mean, <laughs> like the inside's like, it's wide open. Just run to the basket <laughs> and score. You know what I mean? Like there's, everybody's got an open shot against Alabama, <laughs> which Alabama's got open shots against you too. Oh yeah. When we've played teams so that like D us they, up, somebody goes for a, a layup, and even if Grant Nelson blocks it, like he's going to be on the ground, he's like, oh my hip, <laughs> yeah, my hip. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's like, just what it is. Just grab and toss him out of bounds. Yeah, right, just, right. You know, it is what it is. A mean guy. But but they went. If they beat Tennessee, which I don't know if it's going to happen, because I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Tennessee is the best team in the conference. With that said, I do too. with that said. It doesn't matter. You yeah. beat them on Saturday, and you but split the next two games, and you at least have a share of the championship. If we shoot 40, you know, have one of those games where we shoot 40% from three, then, I, you know, I, I like our odds against anybody. It's just you just never know which Alabama team is going to show up. Uh, I think they're going to score. I think they're going to be good. Uh, I think that Coleman's going to well, be rocking. smoked. There. Oh, I know. I know. So, I know. But it's on the road. Look, we, no, no. Which is a good thing. Yeah, in yeah. My opinion. Yeah, we'll be motivated. But we're we're je- on the road too. We stink. I mean, like against yeah. good teams. You know, like we get blown out by Kentucky. Get blown out by them. You know, lost the Auburn game. Uh, and I just don't see that happening. I mean, I think we're going to be like uh, tickling the twine. You ever heard that thing? <laughs> <saying? laughs> bottom. <laughs> a lot of bottom from Chris. Uh, I, I, I got a good feeling about it, but I can't wait. Like, this is, this is what it's about, man. Like actually like this is, I was texting with some buddies yesterday and, or last night watching that game and, and, uh, one of them's an old Miss grad and he was like, you know, I'm actually, I'm not, I don't get too excited about games, but that Alabama, Tennessee game, uh, just because of the weight of it. I mean, it's yeah. like a championship type right, game, right, right. The know? levity and it's game day. Yeah. Uh, I imagine the tents are going to start being set up tonight. You think to so? Tickets. I mean, two nights before, yeah, probably. I hope so. That'd be great, man. We used to have when I was at Maryland. We used to have to camp out, and it, it sucked, you know, uh, to get in to see Duke, and and uh, and I was only there for like a year, but I mean, like it was cool, like watching, uh, you know, going into that intensity, and then and then I came to Alabama, and uh, I used to talk about this all the time with uh, the late great. Fluffopotamus. I was, I, yeah, I was literally about to say they need to dedicate this game to yeah. Fluff. I tell Fluff this all the time, and and I and and I would mess with Fluff because it has taken. It took me a little while 
to like really buy in to Bama basketball. Because I'd been when fooled. you were in school or like no with Nate, Nate Oates because I've been fooled so yeah. many times by the Shea Cottons you know oh here comes you know and I'm not yeah. to say he's a bad player but I mean like I'm thinking oh this is like LeBron James you know yeah. and then oh yeah you know it's like, I, I mean I could sit here and probably name all 15 guys that you're like <laughs> oh this is gonna Rod Grizzard you know it's like uh, it's good but we haven't had and then all of a sudden Nate Oates shows up and it's like wow, man, like this is a legit, these are. Big- oh yeah. Well, last year's what cemented, cemented it for me. Yeah. Uh, I wish we had last year's season to do over, man. Oh, I know that, that, that one hurt, you know, and I wish it hadn't been the off the court issues. Oh, that, I know, man. That, I think everybody does in so know. many different ways, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so many lives change and everything. And, it's just not even worth getting into it because it's just such a bad it's it's such a bad deal in so many different areas, man. It oh, just yeah. is, you know, and you hate anytime somebody dies, it's a awful. You know? Yeah. I, awful. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Any, any, yeah. you know, and, and talking about in the world or here. No or matter whatever, who's involved, what it doesn't I mean, matter. It's just, you know, yeah, it puts a, a damper on everything. Yeah. Well, it changes yeah. somebody's life, you know. Um, but that that was the best Alabama team I ever remember. But you know what? Every time my, my, one of my buddies used to say this all the time. He's like, you know, you, he said, if you go back and you look at like, like Virginia lost in the first round. Oh yeah. And then they come back and win the national championship. Mm -hmm. He's like, there's a lot of examples of that. You know, like Bryce Harper rolls out and goes to Philly and the nationals win the world series. Like, you know, there's like that, that thing where for whatever reason, there's just some kind of like weird magic when it comes to you have that year where you should have done something and you didn't, and then the next year you just catch some breaks and you know. Oh yeah, I mean the there's always you know the the most talented teams don't always win. Mm-mm, no, they're not the always best the best teams. teams. Yeah, that's right, man. And that's and, I, and shit. A lot of it has to do with with compatibility between guys. The you know just the the mental toughness within that team, the yeah. leadership. I mean, it's like I always say the, the, uh, ever since coach Saban's been here and somebody asked me about how I think the season's going to go, it's well, we'll see how many leaders we got during the playoff, you know? Well, the other because thing we've got the talent. Yeah. Right. The other thing though, too, is sometimes when you get into a one game situation, I was part of this one time, incredible run I had on a team that wasn't very good, but we just got lucky we're playing this other team and they're hitting just monster bullets and we're catching them. And then we win and it's like, they're like, how did we just lose to these guys? (laughs) (laughs) And I, and, and, and and the rest of the team's like, ah, you know, we just beat I'm like, I don't know how I'm thinking in my mind. I don't know how that just happened, but I'm watching crazy stuff, you know, (laughs) like a guy hits like a 115 mile an hour line drive, but it's right at somebody, you know, just luck shit happens, man. It's (laughs) the way sports are. It's why you got to play the game. Oh yeah. No, that's right. You know, we were probably playing your, a team that you would have been on. You got, you would have been on the great team. And I was just on those, like that dirty team. Like, (laughs) why are we playing these guys? You know, you're already penciled into the next level, you know, uh, and then and every once in a those while. Those are the worst teams to play. And then we lose to the team that we should beat the next game. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, you're like, what the fuck has this happened? 
they're going, thank God we don't have to play them. Oh, uh, yeah. They it's give all... you enough respect just to beat you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the worst, playing a team full of ankle biters. Yeah. I mean, you know, just just that dog that's always barking Man, and biting your ankles. I, you I, know? I'm the type of player that, like, I, I've always just been intrigued by, like, the not the science of the game, but just I always want to know what makes someone tick. Yeah. And I'm always looking to figure out what someone weak someone's weakness is. So like in baseball, I played third. I'd call time, run to the mound and be like, hey, do this, you know, like pitch this guy this way. Like this is what you should do. You know, because I grew up a Cal Ripken fan. He yeah. used to do that. And sometimes it would work, you know, and then they're looking over at you like the next guy comes up. And, and you're just like, like, no, no, you're like this. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't really know all of them. <laughs> You saw that one thing, <laughs> which kind of, which kind of goes to something else I, I wanted to talk about today, but it's along the same lines. You know, Nick Saban was when it came to all the media stuff and access availability, I, I criticized him and you know, this is I, I didn't criticize him on a lot of things. The two a game at Mississippi State when my aunt got on to me pretty bad. I was about to say. And, yeah. then, and then also I was pretty pissed off that uh, – and I will say pissed off. I was pretty pissed off that the last few years at SEC Media Days that he didn't take the time to go talk to the local media. And I felt like – and and I mean that in a way that you need those guys when things don't happen because the national media is going to turn on you in a second. They don't care about Alabama, and they don't care about you. But the local people, the guys that do all these shows in these little towns, you give them five minutes of your time at SEC Media Day when a big portion of their budget's being spent to go there. I think it's a big deal, and and I and I get it. I mean, he was kind of over that. He didn't do it, and um, and so I didn't like that. You know, I, I love Nick Saban. Like I still think he's the best thing that ever happened to Tuscaloosa. It's not a. It's just a preference thing, I guess, or. Whatever, and he probably knew he was going to roll out because look at—he's doing national shows, and now he's a national commentator, right? Yeah. Ironically, plus he was getting paid a million dollars from Pat McAfee, so I get that part of it. But Kalen DeBoer has come in, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's an absolute different culture now with the way that he looks at the media. He's doing local shows. Yesterday, he was—they uh, the, allowed the next round to do their show from the Malmore building, which was absolutely amazing. Both coordinators came on and spoke to those guys, as you know, and Kalen DeBoer. Uh, I love it. I love I love the fact that they're doing it. He's going to let the media come in and film part of football practice, which only happens in bowl games. Now, and I like that too, but the thing that worries me, and I'm, I'm, I'm leading all up to this. The thing that worries me is there's a reason why Nick Saban didn't want those guys in there filming, because you can pick up shit from practice. And 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 the the the, the I never forget this when Jimmy Johnson told Jim Kelly that they figured out in a Super Bowl from like watching five minutes of film from a practice on a TV that they were going to try to use a shovel pass, and they did it three times, and he forced a fumble and and stuffed them on the other two, and they win the game. Did you just watch? Did you just watch that documentary on Netflix? I saw that, <laughs> but I remember that game. Yeah. But that's why and I'm like, okay, that's why Saban. Saban didn't want those guys in there because he realizes that Jake Coker and Derrick Henry may be working on something, not even thinking, hey, the media is here. You guys are just over there effing around. Yeah. 
and somebody sees it and they're like, hey, man, have you ever seen Jake Coker and Derrick Henry like try a shovel pass before? Utah shuffle? No. And you better keep an eye on that for the game on Saturday. That really happened. Oh, so yeah. I want to no. know your opinion on this. No. I so mean, I just took up for Saban and made myself. No, he look was bad. very secretive. I mean, um, you know, a lot of the hell injury stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, nobody knows about. I, I think the younger guys, and I'm not saying Kalen does this, but I do think it's it's a it has become media has become so big, especially in college football. That uh, I mean, a lot of these younger guys are also using the media. I mean, I, when I was in college and I saw, you know, how the media communicates with fans and realized that a lot of the messaging was a lot of the stuff the coaches were saying. And then do you think coaches would like, actually like text the people in the media and tip them off about certain things? Yes. I know that they do. That was a weighted question yeah. by me. Yeah. Cause we both know that's true. <laughs> I mean, we both know that that I'll happens. Just, I'll say this. Here's look. I, I know that I know that the national media has you know a lot of what they do is good stuff. A lot of it is is to me garbage. I, I just I've seen things on game day that I've seen and heard. I mean, even almost almost like a practical joke. Uh, sometimes I know a coach has said something to a guy on game day or whatever outlet it is. And then there's been a segment on it on one of these shows. And it's a lot of it's entirely bullshit. And you just cannot yeah. believe that they actually picked it up and ran it. Um, and that's kind of, you know, at that time of my life, I looked at media in a way that I thought it was all real and true. And right. And that was my first dose of, wow, it's all manipulated. And, anything that they say really is just from the perspective or a message of whatever a coach or AD or, or some personnel within a program wants to put out there. Yeah. Right. Um, what a different personality though. Like, I mean, you talk about two really successful coaches. Saban's the greatest of all time. Who knows what's going to happen with the board? I think people feel like, if he wins a national championship, he may go to the NFL and coach there. You know, is he going to be around for five years? Is he going to be around for 10 years? Who knows what? I, I have no idea, right? Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I could see him coming in and not winning, and I can see him coming in and killing it. But the but the tone is so much different. But you can have different tones and win. It, not it, Winning doesn't always look the same. Mm -hmm. It looks the same on the field. But it doesn't look the same as far as how you get there. That's right. I mean, I I think the biggest the the most successful trade is somebody that you know is consistent and has everything under control. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of people fake that. Uh, but when players feel that their coach is confident and consistent, you know, that's that's the ultimate. I mean, it's like a job. Yeah. Anywhere else, when your boss is consistent and you think he's making the right decisions or at least uh, doing the best he can and, and making the decisions that he, that you can understand why he would make for the, for the best for everybody in the building. Yeah. 
you know, you can respect that and play hard and, and, and get on board with that message. Uh, how you do it, you know, I mean, coach Saban might put a foot in your ass every now and then. Right. And coach DeBoer may just kind of pat you on the back and come speak to you. But as long as that, that main message gets across that, Hey, you know, we're on the same page. We're consistent here. Uh, you know, everything's going to be done the right way. Then I don't care how you convey that message. Yeah, as long right. as I know that's going on. Well, what'll happen is Saban will yell at you. You're getting kicked off and DeBoer will be nice about opening the door for you. But if you don't get the job done, I think the result's going to be the same exact thing. Yeah, that's right. You know, and coach DeBoer talked about yesterday, uh with the guys on the next round he was like you know yeah i don't cuss or whatever but i'm just i'm there's a fire there and it's about doing things the right way and we're going to keep doing it until we do it the right way and i of all the teams that have made the national championship game outside of tcu i thought washington was probably one of the weaker teams but then when you watch the way they played and you talked about it um if if they make a few more plays so many missed opportunities yeah a lot of missed opportunities the, the opportunities were there but they just didn't take care of them uh and, and it really goes to show how good of a coach he is oh i mean he he put them in the in position to be in that game uh to me with lesser talent especially up front uh found a way to to put his guys in the best position to win and I mean, it was like the whole night, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you feel the same way I do, but the whole night you're sitting there watching, you're like, my God, if 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 they just make this play on this certain drive, if they just make this play, I mean, you're talking big plays, 20, 30, 40 yards a clip that were just missed, and there was at least four or five of them. Yeah, and I was happy. I <laughs> <laughs> won, won some money, but I saw them too. Just worried about that cash money that I was <laughs> now. I'm, I, who would have known they were going to end up? Uh, he was going to end up coming here. Yeah. Uh, I think when they when when they announced he was coming, I couldn't believe it. You know, I mean, I'm thinking Dan Lang the whole time, just because of the familiarity with Tuscaloosa and right. and, and the coaching staff. I I figured it would have been somebody that Coach Saban had talked to and fostered a relationship with, and and kind of had that as a part of the plan, but I tell you, Greg Bird did a hell of a job. He did a hell of a job making that happen so quickly. Uh, especially with that caliber of a hire. Yeah, no, I thought it was a great hire. I, I, I mean, honestly, I like Greg Byrne a lot and, uh, he was on the next round show. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I wanted them to ask him some tough questions. They, he, they, you know, he talked about the basketball arena, which we I, I'm with them on the thing, the fact that the thing needs to be done. But I'm sure he's probably tired of talking about Eli Gold and Chris Stewart. I mean, that's something that I wouldn't. He probably talk. wouldn't even comment on that. Right. But yeah. it didn't funny to see. But then you might not get invited back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's another that's another point right there. You know, I mean, you got to be kind of these media outlets. I mean, you have to almost. It's like that story that came out about what it was it Adam Schefter, where he was you know texting whoever it was he was writing an article about. He's like, "Is this okay? Is this okay?" And have them proofread it before he yeah, put it out. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be an insider, you can't put anything negative out about those guys. Otherwise, they'll shut you down. Right. Or yeah. part of it too is like with with that, it's like, man. I mean, I think that everything. <laughs> 
what else can you say about it? You know, like you make a statement and you and you move on. And the fact that you make a statement makes more than a statement than even, you know, the statement that was put out. Yeah. Basically saying that, you know, you're in big trouble and you ain't welcome back here anymore, which is the bottom line. But I I, I thought it was great. I, it was just so different to see those guys there. I thought they did a great job. I loved watching. And I watch, I, you know, it's not just because we're on Disrupt the Media, but I do watch those guys about every day. So what are you, are you saying disrupt disrupt media is becoming mainstream media? Well, I think so. Yeah, I mean because they're I'm the, kidding. they've got to be the biggest show in the state. I mean, wouldn't you think? As far as sports go, yeah, I mean I mean really like, yeah, I mean I had one of my buddies that was on the show. He's like, man, it, like, he got a compliment from Dunaway, and it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> I was like, I'm right. still hunting one of those. You don't even get one. You don't even get one. Yeah. He got one. And he was like, that really meant a lot to me. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, it, you know, to, to, to take the risk of walking away from the establishment and doing things their own way and then kind of building this thing up, it's, I'm 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 so in favor of everything that they're they're doing, but I I love how comfortable they are. The best part of the whole thing, and I te- I did text LT and tell him I loved when he was messing with uh, Kane Womack about why that Arkansas team wasn't better when they had Felix Jones and uh, Derek McFadden because <laughs> I always wondered that too. Yeah, you you go back and he was in the backfield with those guys. That's one of the great like, – how, how did they not – they beat Alabama's ass up and down the field in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama still won. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> that was the first uh, – I was yeah, there. That was the first big win for Coach Saban, mm-hmm. I feel like. I was there, and I'm like, man, I mean, we, we would have lost that game under Shula or any of those other coaches, you know, and it was like that game, and then there was an LSU game we lost. But they were they won the national championship and we're just a thorn in their side, man. Yeah. It's like God, we're coming. You know? Oh yeah. You remember yeah. that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also remember the one where they they we were playing when Coach Saban was at LSU and uh Arenas ran a punt back. And I, I mean, I was watching on TV, but that I felt like that was the loudest I've ever heard in that stadium. When he returned that punt for a touchdown, do you not remember that game? It had to be oh one. Maybe I probably was there. You probably were. I probably was there. We Macadil lost. Macadell had a had a catch. That Did we win or we lose? We lost. Yeah, I was there. But we we played. We came back at the end and we lost at the end. It was the first time we had lost there. Since... No, we were in Tuscaloosa. Okay, no, I'm talking. I'm thinking about the one that we, when Saban beat us there. As LSU's head coach, it was the first time we had lost in Baton Rouge since the '60s. Was that Jamarcus Russell with in overtime? I don't think we lost in overtime. I think we lost in regulation. There was a game I remember listening to Eli. I, I was on that. I was there. That was a home game. That I, that was, was that a home, home game? game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We lost to him. That was a Shula game. I listened to that one on the radio. Yeah, that was. We did everything we could to lose. I mean, I remember. Yeah, I just remember that it was. Eli was announcing that game and it was snake he, still there. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great, man. Uh, Jamar Russell threw a pass and it just went dead silent. Yeah. And you knew what happened. The worst one I ever went to, have we ever talked about this before? The worst loss that I was ever a part of, uh, as a fan, 
was uh, when we lost to La Tech on the Hail Mary oh, in, in, in Birmingham. I was there, and uh, it was awful. You know, and, and and that team, and that was in 99, that team ended up winning the SEC. That was one of their losses. And it's like, you know, we just oh, didn't wait. do the things that we were I'm thinking of 07 La Tech. Was it? Maybe it was 07. Although we didn't win the SEC that year. Then maybe it was 07. And then who did we lose to in 09? You're going to make me look this up. Maybe, uh, but I was at both. I was at the game. 09. I thought we almost lost to Georgia Southern. But it's not 09. It's 99. Going way back. Southern Miss? No. I'm going to look it up right now. But anyway, the t maybe it was 07. It was uh, 97 that we lost to La Tech with uh, Tim Rattay, but I thought it was 99. But it, it was, dude, it was like, <sighs> it was like getting kicked in the stomach. <laughs> it was like getting kicked in the stomach. Yeah, no, it was. I'm, I'm, I'm right. The game I'm talking about was September 18th, 1999 at Legion Field. Bama lost 29-28. To, to La Tech. Tech, yeah, and it was like we we're just one play away. All we had to do is knock a pass down. And it, was like, it it was like somebody just took a took the air out of the place. Oh, I'm sure. Awful. That's the worst. That that's got to be the worst way to lose is on a hill, Mary. And it was the backup quarterback, like the like the guy the other quarterback got hurt and he came in and just threw like. And hit. we won the SEC. Yeah, we we lost to Tennessee and then we lost to Tom Brady in the bowl game. Beat Florida twice, but Jeez. think about but think about this though. And I don't know what Coach DeBoer is going to do in his time. After we lost to Louisiana Monroe, we never lost another game. Like uh, that. yeah, it was Louisiana Monroe. We never lost another game like that. We never lost another one of those games <laughs> that you're supposed to win. We lost games. Well, when Coach Saban was here, I don't know. If, well, I guess we lost to Ole Miss, but they were good. You know, you, we didn't lose to like non-ranked. They eventually, you know, I can't remember if they were ranked when we played them, but they were ranked, and I think they played in the Cotton Bowl or something. Yeah, right. They lost like a game or two. Like they lost to like LSU and somebody yeah. was in Auburn or something. But I mean, like they weren't a bad team. Yeah. Like like La Tech was okay, but I mean, like we should beat them. Saban never didn't lose those games. We lost the teams that were good. Like. You know, Michigan was a good team. They won the national yeah. championship. You know, we lost to Texas. They were in the, the playoffs, playoff, yeah. right? It, it's not like you lose games to like teams that suck, and you 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 beat a lot of them too. Yeah. And what's the coach DeBoer's tenure going to look like? You know, how? I mean, are we gonna are we gonna lose those games now? Is he going to be able to be prepared <sighs> week to week? You know, the that's probably what he's got now. Is the schedules are going to be so much tougher, right? Uh, not only is he taking over with a depleted roster and just trying to fill in the gaps for now. But he's got the toughest schedule that Alabama may have ever had this year. Yeah, I know. Uh, and a secondary that's like, got it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to do a lot to allow them to play fast and not think a whole lot brand new to – well, I mean, everybody's brand new to their system. So, uh, I mean, I guess everybody's kind of starting off on the same foot. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know how John Parker did it playing for all the different OCs he played for. Uh, I mean, shoot, I did it once, but, and that was, that was, I mean, it took a little while, but, 
playing. I think he played for at least he played for at least three. Applewhite, McElwain, uh, and there was a third, and maybe maybe a fourth in there. But he was there when uh, Shula was there, so he yeah yeah he definitely had four yeah. I mean that's insane. You think about it. How about Applewhite's career? bringing him back to Alabama one year at Alabama off he went now he's the head coach at South Alabama and how about the fact that these you know now with NIL and everything else uh, guys that are head coaches at the smaller schools get a job being the coordinator at the big school they're taking that job I mean wasn't the goal always to be the head coach well nowadays the the coordinators are getting paid as much as as uh, so you think it's head about the money? Smaller schools, and then I mean, it's just a platform to get a big head, head coaching. Right, job. right, right, right. Yeah. Well, it's. A I mean, I feel like spot. you're not seeing, you know, is. I guess in 2015, that's. I feel like that's kind of when it started. Is the the coordinators started getting head jobs from big schools? Yeah. Uh, and they just emulate what they had seen over the years, and and that the system tended to work that way has, has started to work that way in the, you know, recent past. And so now that's the blueprint. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alabama was a little bit different because we were in such good shape that I, I think Kalen thought he'd come in with all this talent and not have as many guys leave, but at the same time, you know, transfer portal just, Again, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I was just uh, got to the point. I'm just ready to watch the games. It's so exhausting following these guys that leave and show up. And I mean, I'm just ready to see the guys that want to play for Alabama, watch them play, and hopefully win. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm just again, I'm. I, I think I'm with everybody, and and just being tired of seeing this transfer portal stuff. And it doesn't feel like any um, that there's any rules coming, man. I mean, I just I, I don't know what the uh, they have no answer. I mean, I, I'd be and the the government's not helping out a lot, and it's probably going to take like a vote, you know, like some kind of uh, vote from Congress, or I mean, like a real like bill, you know, instead of like the, because the NCAA uh, you got, get the government involved and. Well, I know, but I'm saying things worse. Well, they're saying that Tommy Tuberville and and Joe Manchin are like gonna get together and come up with some kind of a bill. I I I have no confidence. I mean, I mean, it's not. I don't even know the last time they did anything right. So it's not like I'm sitting here going, "Oh, I've got my hand." You know, let's leave it up to them. You know, but who knows, man? That's I, I got to throw a shout out. Last podcast we were here, and I started talking about the time that I got uh, chased with the broom, and somebody hit me on social media, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you know, I, I knew your mother-in-law." <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, man, roll tide. Got man. a similar story. <laughs> no, no, she was great, man. I, I got to say, she was great. She was, she was like a mom, you know. Yeah. And uh, the the whole point was. In, in, in any any relationship yet yeah, sometimes there's just comes to, you know like your brother oh, yeah. you go get into a fight sometimes yeah. with family but it's good to get it out you're not really close with somebody if you've never fought with no. them i was honestly like after those things happen it's always like I, i'm one of these people that 
you get get the fight over with and then it's it's i, I don't really care anymore like i'm i'm able to move on oh yeah you know like no, let's just right. get it set and let's move on from it you know yeah it's just funny. as long as all the cards are on the table we're good yeah man it's know? it's funny though like because I feel like we're still growing this podcast, right? And what I love about it is it's so much different than anything else I do because it, it this is so much more reality than the other stuff where it's like you're coming on and you're talking about sports for 10 minutes. So you're really yeah. focused on like, uh, you know, hey, today so-and-so did this, da 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 da, -da. hey, da, da da and you're off, right? You know, we're in here hanging out and this is how we really talk and this is who we really are. Not to say that th those – those other type of shows are great, but they're just not built for that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's kind of funny to get into that and think like we're in a small enough community where people were like, Oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so shout out there. Thank you for hanging out. And, and, and all you guys that are like kind of entering our world here, you know? Yeah. So appreciate you guys being here and, um, and talking yeah, thanks to us. disrupt media for allowing us to just, you know, do whatever the hell we want to do. Really? The, the, the funny thing is, uh, I was talking about this the other day. Like it's what, what I really like about disrupt the media is how they do allow you to kind of do things the way that you want to do them. You know, yeah. like it's not like we get a, uh, a list of instructions, <laughs> you know, my, the biggest thing that I, that I want, to ask our audience is just to help us grow the show. Yeah. You know, share it and, 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 you know, and all that kind of stuff, because we definitely want to build it. You know, we kind of, we had it going until I took off to, for key West and it, you know, and it's like trying to get it back to that point again. <laughs> yeah. I had a great week, but the internet was bad. I would have done the show if I had decent internet. I always like it more when we do it in here, you know, because I, I just, man, the zoom calls, I hate them. You hate, I them. hate them. You're going to have to get used to it. Cause we're going to take it. I know, I know. I know. But it's, this is great though. You oh know? yeah. Well, I mean, it's more, I, I don't even feel like a microphone's here. Even I though know. I'm pushing it around every I five know, seconds, I but I, or, I told you I ordered a new one. So you're going to have one of these boys coming up soon. This is a, a Electra Voice 20. These are oh, Pat <laughs> Hughes. Say, the you say Lynn Casper's? No, one? no, no. Pat Hughes told me the, the Hall of Fame voice of the Cubs told me that it'll make me sound ballsy. <laughs> so you, you definitely need some more balls. I need some more ballsy. <laughs> that You got Lynn Casper's microphone. Okay. So Lynn like that one. I know you said one of them. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one, too. Like, they're both top end. Like, these aren't the crappy ones. You know, like these are both really sweet microphones. Yeah. But when we have company, you got a $20 crowd mic that I throw up there. And so that's why the, the stick mic had to get better. I but I'll, I'll throw another uh, another boom on for you. And I mean, I didn't know how long this was going to last. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I didn't even know if I should buy you another chair. I thought we were going to get fired. You broke the first chair. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's going to be a bad investment. <laughs> We get one more snake bite comment. <laughs> hey guys, um, I, we we're, uh, we we heard the story about the snake bite on the dick, and um, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're out. We're yeah. We we love you guys, Jake. Great team in 2015, Mick. You know, thanks for doing this for us. But um, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Every, it's over. Yeah, yeah, right. Every time. I I tell you what's cool is uh, 
is when our guests come in, like they take it to, like, I feel like Jimmy Carroll felt that he was going on the, with Johnny Carson. Uh, yeah. He called me or Johnny like, Carson the, though, you the know? morning, the morning before we did the show, he's like, do I need to wear a blazer? I was like, <laughs> I was like, Jimmy, watch, watch the episode with Shank and Ryan Anderson. And you'll kind of realize what kind of shit show this is. Yeah. Right. Like now this, think of hanging out at the golf course after drinking and playing 18 rounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then what you guys talk about yeah, so that's what, right. kind of what the, the crowd that we're trying to attract. Here. <laughs> yeah. No, man, it's been fun. Hopefully we got, I, I'm I'm concerned about the game on Saturday, but I'm glad it's at, at home basketball wise. You know, baseball's off to a good start. You know, well, to me, basketball is the most uh, it's the most upset happy sport because it's so crazy. If a team shows up and shoots well, I mean, makes they they may look like you know the Boston Celtics, or they may look like you know st paul's right down the road i mean uh in the home court advantage shooting on those goals every day with that background you know the you know it's weird and like in high school you'd kind of i say high school because that was my that was when you were doing it yeah that's right but i mean you'd play in gyms with a if the wall wasn't a certain distance behind the goal your depth perception was a little jacked up and uh you know, made the goal look like it was closer or further away and, and kind of, you know, mess you up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how much shooting on, on a familiar goal helps you. And, and obviously, I mean, I'd like to know what the percentage our three point percentage is at home versus away. I bet you it is way higher at home than it is away. And I'm sure that is the same for every, every school around the country. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I'm sure teams, you know, do better on the road in a home than they do on the road. You know, I wonder how often, I mean, do, do you know if we practice in Coleman every day? I'm sure. I don't or know. Do we practice in a, there's a, gym? well, there's a, there's a side, there's like a practice gym in Coleman. Yeah. But then they do some work in Coleman. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've been critical. I, I don't know why they moved women's basketball from Foster Auditorium to, coleman coliseum you know i mean why not just swing your big game that you have every five years into coleman and just play in front of you know a gym that fits and maybe they go over there and practice but um the men's team uh maybe sometimes but I, i'm guessing that they they find the time during the day to practice at coleman coliseum and greg Byrne was he sounded I mean, if like I'm the coach. I'm wanting to shoot on those goals every. Yeah, right, shot right, right. It, yeah, know. right. I mean, that's what I, I, I would too. Uh, and 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 Greg Byrne seemed to think that a, a new building was. It just sounded like something is brewing, you know. And yeah. I don't know what that is, but if well, I thought they they had the they had project a, all set up, and then all the inflation, the yeah, yeah. the building prices, you know, skyrocketed yeah. mm -hmm. and now through everything off and the, you know they've had to reevaluate raise more money yeah uh and figure it out you know i mean i i thought they were going to break ground you know pretty soon a year or two ago uh but it's like you've been preaching you're gonna lose you, them you better keep them around you're gonna Do lose whatever them. he wants i'm telling you right now 
they can w- talk about the money and how much it's going to cost and, you know, and the issues with it. But if they don't figure out a way to build that new arena for him, he's going to leave. And, yeah. and he's, and this could be the year because he's what he's from Michigan. Right. And, and, and like Michigan's going to have their, their jobs going to be open. Louisville's going to be open. There's some big jobs that are going to be open. And you, if you're him, you got to say, Hey man, if I want to win national championships is playing in Coleman Coliseum and, and at Alabama going to be where I can do it. Or do I go somewhere where they're totally dedicated to basketball? And I don't want that to happen. You know, yeah. I, I want us to make it to where he just doesn't want to go. Like where we give him everything that he needs that we, instead of coming up with excuses on why we're not going to do something, we get it done, you know, and there's always excuses and I get it. I mean, things are expensive and, you know, but, but you, you got, you got to figure it out. You're, you're the university of Alabama and you got a coach right now. That is the best. He's the best coach in the sec. And I, and I have a lot of respect for Bruce Pearl I like Bruce Pearl a lot. I put him in that ilk. Those two have evaluated. They've they've levitated above John Calipari. Yeah, yeah. You think about well, they've that. made Alabama. I mean, you think about the state of Alabama basketball between Alabama and Auburn. Uh, I mean, now in terms, how many? Maybe I mean, North Carolina is always going to have North Carolina and Duke, right? And possibly Wake Forest. Uh. Should be Kentucky and Louisville, but it's not. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Tennessee used to have Vanderbilt used to be good. Now they're awful. Uh you're saying like rivalry wise. Well, Duke no, and I'm North saying, Carolina. I'm like just two teams in the same right. state. Duke and North are, Carolina. I mean, they they'll always be king, obviously. Right, right, right. But when you think of a state that has better basketball and Florida was always with Florida and Florida State when I was in college. Well, Florida wasn't very good when I was in college. Uh, but as of right now, outside of North Carolina, Alabama may have the best two teams in the same state of any other state in the country. I heard the guys on the next round the other day talking about the last time that Alabama stormed the court. That they thought it was the 2002 game where Petway laid the ball up to win the SEC. Do you remember that game? Uh-uh. I got. I remember it. Petway, obviously. The red shoes, right? Yep. So I, I've got to got to admit something. Yours. I I think I started that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even shitting you. So so here here's Mick, the deal. We're better than that. Well, You're, I know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was so I, I'm I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. I, I transfer from Maryland to Alabama. Become big Alabama guy. I mean, this is a long time ago now. Who did we beat? We beat Florida. But but it won the SEC, and it was the first SEC championship since Wimp. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm courtside. I had the um, when I was had, Wimp's last year at Alabama? Uh, early nineties or late eighties. Yeah, so it was a long time, and um and it, I think that's the only championship Godfrey won. You know, SEC. But but I'm courtside because I had the WVUA radio passes because we and we didn't broadcast the game, but we had like pretty much courtside seats and is that the year we went to the lead eight the, no but it was the same team it was a lot yeah. of the same guys yeah so that was oh four this was oh two yeah and um and 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 one guy that was actually there with me is a guy named pat shuck who is the producer for I, whatever the college football show is on xm um and uh you know he was in my wedding 
was a, one of my best men in my wedding. He was there. My other best friend, the two best men in my wedding were there. I'd let him show you how responsible I was. I used the WVA VUA passes for my friends and, um, and all, both Alabama fans we're on there. And then Petway lays it up. And the next thing I know, we're in the middle of the court. So I don't know if we started so you blacked it. out. I, I did. <laughs> so, so what, what really what the, the crazy thing about it was, okay, two things. First off, I have chased the Daniel Moore print of that of that picture. Daniel Moore did a picture. Yeah. And it's a really hard print to get. But I got it. I got it and it's coming. And I think I'm going to put it up right there. It's Petway landing up. And you Is know, that the one you traded? Yeah, traded. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've been really excited about this because <laughs> I told you I'm putting it right there. But it and, and it, part of it's because we ran out on the court. Yeah. And the other part is that it's it's one of the most rare Daniel Moore prints because when he did them, he you had to buy it. So he only did as many as people bought ahead of time. Yeah. And it's a great print. And it's the only basketball print he ever did. Hopefully we'll get to the final four one day and do that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was like an amazing moment. And we were like on the court. And then I hear these guys talking about it. Like, I, I think it was like Dunaway Brown and, and, and LT. And they're like, that may be the last time. And if that's the last time I might've been part of the reason why that happened. <laughs> I can't remember. Historical if I was Alabama basketball moment. Well, you have to storm the court, but not storm the court like they did at Wake Forest where you run into the other yeah. team. Yeah. See, I think that what's what's different now than back then is that we didn't mess with the other team. We just ran over and celebrated People had with a our guys. Respect back then. Yeah, it's like you know? they these kids now they purposely run over oh, yeah. just to try to harass the guys on the other team. We would have never done that. Oh yeah. Uh I, I was only a part of one really one storming incident that was Ole Miss in 2014. Uh, and yeah, you could, I, I mean, I used to love it, love watching it. But after that, I was like, shit, man, this, I could see how this could go sideways because when kids your age, you know, when you're 18 to 22 yeah. and, and all these drunk kids jump down and they're talking trash, getting in your face. I mean, it's, you know, it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, again, if they just ran around you and didn't say anything, you know, let you clear the way for you. Well, that's how it used to be. But you got to, I mean, the players are pissed, and then you've got some loudmouth, you know, college kid that's been drinking all day. Right, you right. Know, in your you face, out. running in you on purpose. You know, you saw, like, the way that the Wake Forest kids acted with North Carolina, and, I, and I'd be pissed, too. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like, and I, and I, I, when I heard those guys say that, I was like, oh man, you know, like, was I part of like the only time that Alabama stormed the court? I feel like we did another basketball storm the court recently under Oates. It's just weird because now it seems like all It's of not sudden, football. We haven't won all the games in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I know what you're trying to do. Okay. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, <laughs> before you start blaming me. I know what you're trying to do. Here. It's not like in basketball we won championships back in the 20. We 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 haven't drowned the yellow jackets in basketball a whole lot. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. The furthest we got was the Elite Eight. Yeah. You know. So we can have fun with with that kind of a win. Yeah. I mean, thank you. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's basketball. If I was, uh, I feel like there was another one in there though, but maybe I'm wrong. If that's the last I don't ever one, remember Alabama storming a field, a court. 
We had Nothing. pictures of us in the middle of the court with everybody around us. And we took them with these. <laughs> You're probably never seen these before, but we used to have these disposable cameras. Oh, yeah. No, Do you remember I, those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before, like, you had all that here. Think about all the things I'm, I'm still that this does. Uh, well, my right. son you're, doesn't you're, know about that. You're, how old are you again? How old are you? Again? You tell me. You tell me. See how close you are. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a good twelve years older than you. Yeah, I'm not. T- I mean, but, but it was a big difference though because because cell phones didn't come out till I was a uh, shoot. I mean, you didn't have the Apple. You didn't have the iPhone till I was a uh, sophomore in high school. When the, when this came out, this came out in what 2008, whatever. Change life changer. Yeah, something like that. But I mean, when this came out, because oh wait, yeah, oh wait, that was yeah, my sophomore in high school. The when this came out, everything changed. Yeah. Now the the, the disposable cameras are like fuck. We're out of business. <laughs> yeah. I can literally do everything broadcast wise. You got an ad reader. Yeah, quick. yeah. Broadcast wise, you can do everything that you do. Um, shows on my phone. Right, and it looks fine. Yeah. It's it. These things are absolutely amazing, and um, you know, and the technology is crazy. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us on the uh, Elephant in the Room podcast with Jay Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. I want to tell you guys this: that as you check out my bookie, mybookie.ag, you can go there right now. Use the promo code Next Round and uh, get up to. A thousand fifty percent off a thousand dollars price match when you make your initial wager, and as you do that, whether it's parlays or you're picking basketball, baseball, college basketball, as we head towards tournament time, and uh, all that stuff, look to my friend Lance Taylor at Lance'sLock.com, and a lot of big news coming with Lance's Lock, but Lance'sLock.com getting you all the information and helping you turn the corner. When it comes to uh, making informed wagers, we appreciate Lance's lock for being uh, a very good partner on our show. Jake, uh, as you walk back in from from your visit, I'm going to make the same trick trip uh, trek here, <laughs> trek trip, however you want to say it. But let me throw this out there for you. Just talking about like technology. When you, you want to get started on this rant, well, you can, but I, I want to know what you thought. Of what, how did technology change the way that you prepared for football games? Because I'm sure that you were kind of towards the end of, you know, where they would watch video on like a VCR to like being able to watch video on an oh, iPad, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, heck, I've actually, uh, we can pick up on this when you get back. You can hear everything I say, right? Not today. Not today. Yeah. Well, I'll just repeat it when you get back. Yeah. Uh, now you talked to uh, I've talked to Scott Hunter about this before. Uh, you know, we had this program called Exos when I was in college, and uh, I mean, you just had a remote. You know, you could put cutups together of one single play. Uh, you know, see different coverages, see different looks. Uh, you know figure out how to identify the mic based on which looks you saw um, and really dial in to one single play versus a number of looks and the span of 10 minutes. Uh, whereas, you know, and speaking to Scott about this, 
they used to watch film on a reel and they'd have, you know, one single game on a reel and he'd have to sit there and just watch the entire game, not be able to really rewind, not be able to fast forward. Uh, they call them cutups now, which is again, a, it could be a run play where you're, uh, you know, helping to identify the mic or show different looks if is the run good versus this look do we need to switch run zone to the opposite side uh but you had one specific play that you could you could dial into i'm talking about i'm listening i heard now. you the whole time yeah and uh well you had the ipad you could take home and watch film at home mm -hmm. uh and you know they had it all dissected by play by formation uh by personnel and you know you, you key in all these different these different components of plays and then you see what the team you're playing does whenever those looks those personnels uh those formations show up and so uh shit man it saves so much time and effort just being able to do that rather than throwing in a vcr or watching a tape reel of a game and just having to sit through that or change in and out the 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 vcr i can't even imagine back then uh well, they I would mean, like well, trade tapes like they would have to go meet somewhere in high school football and like trade a tape like here's oh, yeah. ours and well, here's so I, I saw that um that documentary that small little documentary hour hour and a half long of coach Saban and bill belichick oh yeah and they talk about how they used to have to put cut-ups on a reel and they literally have to like cut the tape, tape that tape to another tape so that you'd have the the same play. And it took like hours and hours just to get one oh, yeah. cut up of, of you know, what they wanted on one certain reel. Dude, I, I'll tell you this, man. When I used to broadcast County High Football, um, Nick Saban comes to town and he's like, we're not giving out a depth chart, right? So then all the high school coaches are like, we're not giving out a depth chart. <laughs> so now you're, you're effed, man. Like you're trying to do the game and they won't give you the depth chart. <laughs> yeah. You can't even get the roster. <laughs> yeah. But but it's so crazy how the coach at Alabama really influences all the high school coaches. So I'm wondering now if Coach DeBoer is there, everybody's like, all right, you can come watch practice now. You know, <laughs> yeah. I give you the depth chart. We got a depth chart. Uh like we were talking earlier he's so so secretive he doesn't want anybody to know anything and he's good enough where he can do whatever he wants right and you know, i get it man he doesn't need any more attention on alabama no I mean, alabama no. was if you're talking college football i coach savings alabama you're talking about alabama he doesn't want to lose a game because of something that yeah. they could have prevented just by why why worry about it when you don't have to yeah right but but what it he should have done is invite the media in and practice a shovel pass and then not use watching and do something completely different. <laughs> How about not letting the assistant or, or show, show a reverse pass and just oh, make yeah. the reverse and run that thing to the house. What was, when I was a student at Alabama doing student media, I used to interview the defensive coordinator every week. He yeah. talked like this. He's great, really good guy. I ran into him. Joe Kynes? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't Joe Kynes. It was another guy like him. And I met him again at uh, Carson Newman. I forgot. I wish I could remember the guy. I'll get one more. I'm done. You're out of those. 
Oh yeah. But I got ice in here and some nah. maestro. I got uh, you anything white? Uh blue moon. I guess I'll go with one of those. Maybe a half one. All right. Let's see. Now I gotta figure out who uh what year would that have been? Two thousand two. <laughs> I'm out of these. I only brought two, by the way, guys. It's not like I brought a case. I know. You're like, hey. <laughs> I hate when this happens, but. Joke. Oh, yeah. Carl Torbush. Oh, great man. guy. Yeah, great guy. But we, but I interviewed him. He would do my Alabama, like my Alabama University uh you know football show every week yeah great guy yeah and then i ran into him he was at carson newman when you started were you all nervous every time you interviewed somebody no matter who they were hell yeah yeah like I, you know you're always like man i don't know what i'm gonna want to say you know um because it's a tough it is tough oh yeah you know i mean and that it, it just the everybody except anthony grant has been nice to me Anthony Grant really? was a complete dick, man. I mean, it was like, it was honestly, he was so awful that I, I always kind of keep that in the back of my mind yeah. that you may run into someone like that again, because I'm genuinely a pretty nice person. Yeah. And, um, if I make a mistake or if you make a mistake or whatever, I mean, I just laugh about it and move on. We, you know, I make the boast out of it, you know, it's yeah. like, um, he was terrible. And, um, I don't cheer for him at all. <laughs> I don't cheer for him. <laughs> Did I hold a grudge? Now no. it kind of makes sense. <laughs> but he was the worst I ever had. I'd never dealt with anybody like him before. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I think with, with coach Saban is like Co coach Saban was always intense, but it was yeah. never personal. Yeah. And it was always more like, he's just so focused on what he's doing. Yeah. That it's like, he's a, he was, he seemed like he was always afraid that something that he said in one of these press conferences was going to be misconstrued and cause him issues outside of work. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? And as you say that, I'm going to, I'm going to pour you a, a beer. You know, I don't know if it was, I don't know if he thought about how it would cause issues outside of work. I think it was more so he'd get frustrated with people who didn't think the same way he did. Not in terms of, not in terms of, uh, like execution or, or, you know, how to problem solve, but more so, uh, you know, getting the job done and having the work ethic and, and thought process that he had. And that right. was or understanding why you do something. Yeah, that's right. Or focusing on the task at hand and how to best achieve that. Um, it, somebody that does. So for instance, you know, when do you plan on getting the second team in against Georgia Southern this weekend? I mean, that was an all time rant where he's, you know, just, or whoever it was, and then he starts talking about Georgia Southern. He's like, how do you even know we're going to get the, the second string guys in? Right. You know, uh, like that doesn't even cross his mind. It just drives him crazy that people even think that way. Right, right. Because you know? if you're thinking that way, then you go into a game you're against – coming in not respecting your opponent. Right, 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 which has and always been something big for him. Right yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're not thinking about, okay, here's a game plan. This is how I execute it. You're thinking, 
man, what's the quickest way I'm going to get out of here? Yeah, right. Kind of like, kind of like that story I tell about me and Ryan Kelly. Hey, man, you think we'll be out before the first half's over? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, you love that. (laughs) No, I didn't. We wouldn't. We weren't going to say that in front of him. Hey, coach, Ryan wants to go fishing. You just blame that on somebody else. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna miss him though. Like I, I already do. It's hard to believe that like he's really gone. Like you know, even they're like Coach Womack's like, yeah, I gotta get a chance to like. He's learning the the way that we call plays so that you know, you know our language. So he can come in and like tell us stuff. And I was yeah. like, man, you guys. That, I mean, the the sad part about it is nobody in the building knows football like he does. Uh, yeah. Well, nobody. I don't know if there will ever be anybody that cares that much about their job and, and not the money, but the actual, the actual performance that he puts out there. Oh man. I'm telling you, man, I've talked about this before with exact, like, because I don't, he would have done, he, he didn't care about anything, but just the satisfaction of being the best. Yeah, that's right. And how do you do that? He doesn't now. I mean, I see him golfing everywhere and he's joking around. Yeah. It's a different cat now. Well, and he deserves it. Man. Well, he, he looks, does. He looks like it. He but, deserves it. But at the same time, I think when college football starts next year, I think he's going to be, you know, in his seat, just rocking away. Just, I mean, antsy as hell. Just when he watches us next year from wherever he watches the games, he is going to be hard to deal with what do you think the chances are i had a guy tell me uh he's not an alabama fan he's a tennessee fan but he said i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen that coach saban is gonna watch coach DeBoer is not gonna do well and coach saban is gonna get tired of sitting around and he's gonna come back and take over the program no chance huh? no chance that's happening he's just too old right yep i mean to start over again well, I, I, he's too old. I mean, he's he's just past that point. Like, yeah. Uh, and he couldn't do that at Alabama. I mean, he he just he couldn't come back at Alabama after after that. I don't feel like I, I yeah. just. What you gonna hire him for two years? It'd just be a nightmare. Yeah. Right. 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 But doing something in the in the NFL as an analyst or, or oh yeah, or even being an analyst here. You don't think so? I think he's going to do what he does in Tuscaloosa right now, but if he wants to be more involved, he's going to find a, a job somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, what's it going to take? What's I, it going to take for Kalen DeBoer to be like the guy winning? Well, yeah. I mean, Championship. Uh, I think he's going to be in that SEC championship in the next three years. I'm I'm tell you what, man, that Georgia game. He wins one big game this year. You know, that, that's gonna be pretty big. If Georgia comes to Tuscaloosa and lays a whooping on Alabama, I don't know how pain I don't I just don't know how our fan base is gonna react to that. Yeah, if it's a total whipping, that's gonna be tough. You know. But again, it's his first year. I mean, I can't say I wouldn't be surprised. It, Shank made. Na- I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be upset. Right. Shank. You know, Shank made uh, Alabama. I was about to bring that up. Shank made Alabama news, and uh, no, no 
radio host that used to play at Alabama said anything bad about his comment. <laughs> <laughs> he said that if he basically was responding to someone that was like, you know, that Alabama fans are going to freak out if Alabama lost a game or two. And he was like, look, if they went eight and four and made a bowl game and won, he'd be, that would be a good season. Something to that effect. Eight. There's a weird number between eight and nine. I feel like eight's pretty. That's too low. Yeah. I feel like you tell him that if he was here. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Uh, no, I'm with you, man. Like, I mean, eight, nine, nine, and three would have probably been a little bit better because eight and four starts to feel a lot like Ole Miss. Yeah, eight and fours. That's that's Auburn. Yeah, yeah. That's we're more of a two loss. Nine. Team. When you get to nine wins, that's that's where you get respectable. Eight's like that's a throwaway year. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, have fun in the you know the cheese it bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he goes eight and four, I mean, this next year. But this is Shank the coach now. You're talking about Shank the coach. Like, he's out there working with kids every day. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's it. You know what I mean? Like, when you do it, it's all of a sudden it's like, man, it becomes a lot harder. Yeah. Than us sitting in here. You respect it a lot more. Yeah, right, right. Us sitting in here going, all right, you should win 10 at least. (laughs) (laughs) Forget about it. I know you got to play Georgia. I know you got to play at Oklahoma, come back and play Auburn. Well, that's another thing, too. I mean, Wisconsin. I know we've been over the schedule. We did a whole show on the schedule. Uh, Great show, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Alabama still Alabama. That's and, right. And, you know, I, I've, I've told this story on this uh, podcast before, but, you know, I mean, when you're at Alabama and – you know, especially when I was there and Coach Saban's the head coach, I'll never forget that that day or the national championship uh, threw a ball over Calvin's head and I got to the sideline and, you know, get done meeting with Coach with Lane and uh, we get done and I'm on the sideline by my – I go take a knee and I'm just sitting there thinking and I'm just like, you know, you lose this game, and, and at the time, Coach Saban never lost a national championship. I was like, you're going to be the guy that – you're going to be the only quarterback to lose a national championship with Coach Saban if you, you know, don't man up and, you know, stop stop playing soft. You know, just go out there and play, and if you do right. lose, then at least you you weren't overthinking things. You just yeah, threw right. it and played. And, uh, you know, things started clicking and, and – you know, it's like a long third down pass. I mean, had I not had that little little conversation with myself, yeah, there's no way I'm just seeing that that pressure, taking three steps and chucking it up there. You know, you ever because um, it was a gamble. I mean, yeah, the last time oh, yeah. I did that was an interception to lose a game against Ole Miss. You ever um, text Jalen Hurts and go, "Man, I hate that for you." Because it was the next year. I know that hurts. It does. I know that hurts, man. The guy, you know what? I, I love him as a guy in the NFL, and I still consider him an Alabama quarterback. And um, I, I the, him losing the Super Bowl wasn't his fault. I thought it was more coaching than it was, uh, you know, him. It was something that he did wrong. It's so hard to win those championship games. You know, being serious. And I'm, I was joking a little bit. But getting there is tough, and winning is even tougher. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, you 
and he didn't it lose means, the game. It, it, it was lost. That game was lost because the officials and I, and look, I don't talk about the officials a lot. The Tennessee game a couple of years ago, you know, I think it was fixed. It wouldn't surprise me. And that game, not calling the pick at the end of the game, they should have made them win it legitimately. They should have gotten, they should have got a 15 yard penalty, kicked a field goal, gone in the overtime and saw what happened. Yeah. Because it was a pick play. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, that's when I know the pick play, uh, the pick play has been used for years and that was never an issue really. And until the Notre Dame, Florida state game, that was the first time I'd ever seen it really called and it become a, do you remember that? I think it was, uh, it was 2014 when it happened. Notre Mm -hmm. Dame played Florida state at Florida state. Yeah. Notre Dame runs a pick play, they score, and they throw a flag for it. And that was the first time I had really seen – it's the first time I remember seeing a pick play called because, I mean, that was always taught when I was growing up. I mean, that was – you could get away with what, whatever you wanted on a right, pick play right, for the right. most part. And then all of a sudden, I guess, referees got together and said, we're going to start calling this, and that's usually how it goes, Yeah, you know opposing coaches start pointing it out and getting more and more serious about it. And then, you know, they start calling it and, and I guarantee you there was a defense. It might've been, I think coach Kelly was a DC at Florida state. I guarantee you, he was like, we're playing man. They're going to run, they're going to run this play. There's gonna be a pick. Watch this DB because, yeah, right, you know, right, right, because right. they're going to pick right here. And I'm sure that's how it all started. Uh, I mean, it was a pick play, but do I think it was? You wouldn't have called it. I mean, it's just it's so there's, there's so much gray in that in that call. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, it's just it's tough to. I hate losing like that. But, but I'm also a quarterback. I love pick plays. Yeah, right. It was, a, it was open. I've got to got to tell you, um, Birmingham Stallions. Uh, and I know I hear from some of you guys on socials, uh, including Damian. You guys keep me updated on uh, what the Stallions are doing. Slade Bolden, Deontay Brown, and Bo Scarborough are playing for the Stallions. Ruben Foster's playing for the Houston team. Pretty cool, man. I mean, like to I need to go set up a show in Houston and Birmingham yeah, yeah, play yeah, and get yeah. Those guys Your guys, man. Yeah. yeah, it would be. I... Ruben, man, he's something else. Is he? Oh man, he's something else. We used to, uh, I used to ride in the, in the back of the bus with, uh, Ruben a pretty good bit. And man, he's got some stories. He, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's one of those guys that, that really loves playing, loves the guys, loves, you know, just playing hard, hard nosed guy, you know, mm-hmm. just if you share a locker room with him, you, you love him. We should I mean, go up there. It's just the way it goes. We should go up there. I'd love to go see the Stallions and then and have those guys come hang out with us. Uh, when are you going to go play for the Stallions? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I love those guys and I hope they're having fun. Could you do but, it? I mean, how long would it take you to get ready? Uh, I've been working out pretty hard lately. I'm, I'm right, I'm a little over 240 right now. I played at 245. The weight was, you know, in different places back then, but I take about three months. I think I'd be okay. Mm. I can still throw it around a little bit. But you, you ever do that? No, no. 
I like when's the uh, last time I you like picked up a football? I like doing what I'm doing and, and, uh, and doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But when's the last time you took a football and went outside and threw it? Uh, shoot, I throw it every now and then now because I hate running so much that uh, I'll go work out at QB Country. Oh, do David you? Morris over there. He's, yeah, he's, I got to go check that place out. He's working out uh, Drake May and Bo Nix. Oh, cool. Um, Where's Bo? Is Bo a guys? South Alabama guy? No, he's. I thought he's from he's Birmingham, North Alabama, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he lives down here. He's just working out. No, he's just working out for the. He's at the combine right now, but he. Uh, Do you ever ever go in there and get you know like hey, you know I used to be able to throw this thing over a mountain back. <laughs> it's right by the interstate. So I, <laughs> I tell him, you know, when I every now and then I'll throw it over that overpass when I feel like just it, like when you. Know. you now I, I I gotta tell you, man, I do like Bo Nix. I don't know him, but I but I I, I he's at Auburn. He would come on the next round. Yeah, and and I've said this to you before. I mean, I probably said it. On he's the show. a good guy. He's a good. These guy. guys they give these NILs out, and th- my opinions changed a little bit over the last year because that the NIL people that have come on the show have done so much better. Milro did a good job this year. Booker did a good job this year. Arnold was perfect for it, but before it would be like, they'd have people on and then you're like, God, get this guy off the air. You know, he's not saying anything, you know, he's just like, it, it was, it wasn't entertaining. And then Bo Nix. And I was like, God, this guy, yeah, he's really entertaining. Like he is going to tell you what he thinks. And it was, they were always good segments. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a sharp guy. I mean, I had a few conversations with him. He's a, you can tell he's, he's a quarterback. He's a leader. Um, you know, he's one to me, one of the perfect examples of what, and I always say this quarterback, the quarterback position is a, it's, it's your chemistry with your coach, how well they can coach you to get the most out of you on the field. Uh, and be the system you're in to make you successful. I mean, that, because all, all these division one quarterbacks are have talent i mean they all do they're all all talented guys can all make plays and all have the potential i mean there's some obviously that that probably you know had a lot of hype around them and, and got scholarships but for the most yeah. part for the most part all these guys are really talented and and can win a lot of games in college it's just, you know, how good are your coaches? How good can they communicate? And and what can they put you in good positions to win? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, God, when he was at Auburn, he took a beating, you know. On and off the field, the fan base was, t- was terrible to him, in my opinion. And uh, then he goes to Oregon, and he's a Heisman Trophy candidate, you know. Uh, it just shows you again what what the circumstances and i think he played his ass off at auburn but yeah uh a lot of playing quarterback is circumstantial there's no doubt about it yeah right um, being a, a good offensive line good coaches uh, guys that can catch the ball oh yeah i mean there's so much that goes on outside of just you know it, a pitcher, and this is my outlook. I've never played baseball at a higher level, but when you pitch, it's you and the catcher, and you're putting it in a, in a spot, and it's 
I mean, it's all on you yeah, to, stri- right. to strike that guy out. There's not all these moving parts, you know, where, I mean, we've talked about it before and I've always pitchers to me are, are a different breed. They're usually the, some wild guys a lot of times, or, or they're really nerdy. They, they yeah, understand right. pitching really well. Talk about Greg Maddox. I mean, just nerds of the game or, or just somebody who's just flat out insane. He's insane. Just, and, just yeah. aggressive. You know, they don't have to get along with everybody. They don't have to do, you know, I mean, they don't have to manage chemistry with the team. Playing quarterback is so much different from, from so many different aspects uh, there's there's a lot of factors that play into to how you do on the field, right? And uh, again, Bo Nix changes scenery, and all, again, all of a sudden he's he's a Heisman candidate. The the talent was there the whole time; he just didn't have the right fit at all. Right. And you see NFL guys that don't make it, then they end up on different teams and do really well. I mean, uh, it's all about the fit. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. So much of football's rhythm too, you know. Like it's like you you watch a team, and and when they're not doing well, they're not they don't have that rhythm. And then, well, it's crazy what one big play can do for a football team. Yeah, it you is. You know, you play play a game, and and you. I mean, we played Arkansas my senior year. The first half was like, man, no matter what we did, it was like self-inflicted wounds, right. or, or they'd call the perfect play against against what we were running you know we get first drive we're down we're down in the red zone we kick a field goal and it's like damn you know we that first drive was so easy and then we get down there and we can't score and and then it leads on to more and more and more mishaps until finally we hit a deep ball to calvin you know everything and then from then on it was like yeah just a snowball effect yeah right um play Tennessee almost lose to them but but you know we got a minute and a half left and it's everybody's kind of like all right it's time to lock in we have a really good drive score touchdown we should have been doing that the whole game yeah yeah it took us you know is that your the greatest drive of your career uh no I'd probably say iron bowl my senior year uh, just cause I know, I mean, there was, you weren't down at the, the end of the game though, or, you know, need no, but it was hell. It was like 12 to seven and like we had to score before we got into dangerous upset territory. When was that though? I, I mean, I remember it was like 55 to 44 or something. No, it was 28 to seven, I think, or 29 to, no, it was 29 to 14. I think. Was it there? Yeah. So but this is still the game where Derek. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of uh, the year before that. Maybe maybe I'm not. No, the year before that we won. Like Auburn was ranked ahead of us when we played them in 2014, and we ended up beating them like 45 to 35 or something. Maybe like that. that's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. So was yours in Tuscaloosa? No, it was at Auburn. And I know I was there. It's a it's a game. I mean, we started. Derek off the Henry game. ran over him though, right? Or was that the year before? I, I, it no, has we to... had a hard time on offense. Did you? And to, yeah, I mean, uh, we had a couple good drives. Well, we drive down the field, and then then we Adam, I think, made 
four field goals in the first half. Really? And then, uh, trying to think i mean yeah probably auburn or i mean michigan state we we blew them out yeah but uh there's i've been to so many of them she's i hate to say that but you know they're they are they're always tough down there they're always tough in auburn yeah jordan air is just a different animal well that two good ones because the uh the the tennessee one actually I, i saw jason smith i don't know if you remember jason he played quarterback at auburn yeah. And then switched to receiver. Uh, he went to McGill here in Mobile. And uh, I walked up to him and I was talking to him about him and, and one of the coaches that, at quarterback country. And I was like, you know, this SOB, I was like, you know, we, we have the drive that I'm talking about. And we go up, I think, you know, something like 19 to 6 or something like that. And, and we're all thinking, all right, we're going to cruise. We're going to cruise in and beat Auburn by, you know, 21, and it's all going to be over. And then Jeremy Johnson gets a snap and throws it up over the middle, and I see Geno Smith just about to decleat Jason. And Jason reaches up and tips this ball up in the air. And I'm watching. I'm like, no way. And this ball goes up in the air, and he runs right underneath it and catches it again, takes off yeah. towards the end zone, and they score. And man, Kenyon Drake are sitting next to each other. We're li- we're just looking at each other like you've got to be kidding. Yeah. I mean, only in Auburn, yeah. You know, uh, that's the Auburn Jesus stuff. That we oh yeah, oh yeah. Just the voodoo in that building. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, like I, I think about Kay, the you know, Kalen DeBoer, and I just wonder, like, how what's the Iron Bowl gonna be like for him? You know, what's, what's the season going to be like for him? Like, you know, what, what, what's obviously he's answering recruiting because they're doing, they're doing fine in recruiting. Yeah. They're going to be fine there. You I know, think. um, I, as long I, as they keep getting the local guys, I, I, I know we've talked about it. I've been yeah. very, 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 very on my channel. Very, very vocal about that. But then, you know what? I thought it was a good move when they went out and brought Christian Robinson in as one of the coaches that, you know, I guess linebackers coach, but when they had that spot open, they brought in another guy. It's just like his sixth SEC school. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and he gets it, you know, I mean, he has to, you wouldn't not, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have played and coached at six places in the conference and yeah. not know how important getting Alabama players is. Yeah. And how it works down here recruiting. Yeah. Right. You, yeah, but you piss off the head coaches and you're done. Yeah. I Brian mean, Harson. Brian Harson ruined his tenure as Auburn's coach by pissing off the local head coaches. Uh, he ruined his opportunity to coach anywhere in the Southeast after that. Yep. You, you just, you take care of them. You live by your word. You know, if you say, if somebody's got a scholarship, keep, give the scholarship to them. Don't piss these guys off, man. They're like a fraternity. And then there's a lot of really good head coaches and, and, and coaches in, in high school football. Yeah. Yeah, but they're loyal to those kids. They love the kids, man. I mean, that's I've spent time in high school football. You've spent time around it. Those coaches, they're they they love the players that come through there, and they just want to see the best for them. That's all. Uh, No, my head coach in high school, his name was Jimmy Perry, and he uh, he's coaching up in Montgomery now. But he he uh, he coached at Auburn uh, and retired, and then eventually took the St. Paul's job and 
Uh, just a great coach, great guy. But he always used to tell me, he's like, when you pick a school, you need to pick it based on if it weren't for football, where would you go? Yeah, right. You know, and that was some of the best advice. I, I still tell kids that now, you know, I mean, of course, you know, factor in some of the football stuff, but if you're going to go to a place, would you go there if you weren't on scholarship? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going, I've said this before. Cause when, you need to be happy and in the right headspace to perform. Yeah. Well. I was saying this when say everybody was rolling out after Saban left, you know, you don't commit to coach Saban, you commit to the university. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those guys stood by the university and I'm so happy that they did, you know? Um, and, and the ones that left, some of them I think left because they got offers to, you know, maybe get life changing money. And that's not what's supposed to be happening, but it's what that that's the world we live yeah. in right now. And I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that I'm so moral that I wouldn't take the money. Yeah. Look, if somebody came in and offered me the right amount of money to go do a show with, I don't know, Jalen hurts. I'd be like, good seeing you. I've got to go work. <laughs> If Tua, if they were like Tua, we need you to get started with somebody. Oh, Jesus, Thanks, nah, I'm man. just kidding. I'm oh, just I'm sure. kidding. I'm just kidding. I do love Tua though. You can't count Tua against me. But I don't. I, I like Jalen. He's all right. But you you're still up at the top of my list, man. But for oh, the right man. money, for the right money though. Let me tell you. You would take it too, man. What's your buy? Did you see that? Talking I'm about, about to see if Eli wants to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see where? Um, do you know who the Million Dollar Man is in wrestling? Uh, I, I've heard the Million Dollar There's Man. There's a guy named the Million Dollar Man, and he used to have a bodyguard named Virgil on wrestling when I was growing up as a kid. Virgil died this week, so. Mm condolences to uh to his family he's one of my i, I love that character million dollar man's from from mississippi and uh but it, but a great character and he, and he used to always say every man has his price <laughs> 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 oh, i'm just kidding though man i you know what i i mean look i could be bought you gotta get you're gonna have to get up there in the, yeah. in the six digits though to break this up <laughs> <laughs> I might not have as much fun, but I'd have a better car. <laughs> you got a brand new car. I know, I do, I do, I know. Uh, I you just it, have a different logo on the front. Yeah, man. <laughs> got a brand new car, and and damn rock hit hit my car and broke the windshield. I have one for before I even made one payment. Oh, why do I have that kind of luck, man? If I left and did another show for the money, they'd fire me after two episodes. I'd laugh too hard at the snake comment and I'd work for somebody that didn't like think I was funny and out I'd go. <laughs> uh, Mr. Gillespie, can we talk to you, man? Yeah. Hey, we, we, we want to thank you for the, uh, everything that you did. You're and we look, man, you, you've got a big future, but, uh, yeah, the snake comment didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> no snakes biting penises. Yeah. We, that's, <laughs> It's not what we want. It's not where we want our media company to go. Well, he played football, so he can say that. You laughed. <laughs> you laughed. You laughed way hey, too hard. Shank followed up with was worse than what I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shank's awesome, Dad. <laughs> I can't wait to get those guys back in studio. We have to get them. Uh, heck, after what you're going out of town next Wednesday, aren't you? Yeah, I got to go to Arizona. 
We'll get him in after that. Monday we got. We need Shank and Roosevelt in here. Do it, man. We uh, got um, those two together would be pretty hilarious. We got John Lieber, which I don't know how much you guys are going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy this. John Lieber, pitcher I, for the Cubs. Yep, yep. He used to. Uh, Great pitcher. Yep. He, I mean, really. Uh, well, I grew up with, that was when I was infatuated with baseball. And so, uh, whenever he was on, my dad would always be like, mobile guy, we were watching. Hey, you know, we should get some John Lieber baseball cards and just like during the course of the show, get him to sign them. <laughs> 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 hey, what were you doing here? <laughs> I mean. What? How cool is it when you pitched in the big leagues, you know, and you got like a real baseball card? Oh yeah, uh, no telling how many he's got. You know, they send him. Like I'm good friends with Jody Davis, and he'll give me his card, but he always signs him "Go Dogs." He's a big of Georgia course. fan. That's yeah. how you know your friends. Yeah, and I'm like, I, what am I going to do? I tried to give him away on my Cubs channel on YouTube, and no one wanted them. <laughs> they love him but they don't want the go dogs card you know? yeah. go cubs <laughs> so your dad made him made you watch him huh well i mean well he i, I we would watch baseball all the time and so uh i mean i i, remember I used to love watching the braves but when i again when i was eating up with baseball i'd watch it and uh i know my my dad would talk about john lieber when he'd be playing and, and we'd watch him a lot just cause, uh, he was from mobile and yeah. he was a familiar face and name. And, uh, plus he's, you I know you, y'all hadn't met, but John's a, he's a great guy. Can't he, wait. He's, oh man, he's such a good guy. Uh, you'll like him a lot. And I think everybody listening will, will like him a lot too. If you're into baseball, I'm excited to talk to him because he's not a real big analytics guy. He's a oh, old, I already old know school kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I got to get you guys on my Cubs channel, too. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I to... saw him. At, it's so funny because, you know, again, I told you this, but yeah, been recently trying to get him on the show, and then all of a sudden, you know, when we're calling back and forth, I see him at Joseph A. Bank. He's getting ready for his daughter's wedding, and I got to go get a tux for for a wedding coming up next few weeks. And, and that's when we started talking about it. And he's like, I'm, he's like, I can't even watch it. And he's like, even the, they talk about the, the speed these guys are throwing. It's no faster. You know, Jody Davis told me No, Jody Davis told me that the guns are wrong. Yeah. They're getting it out of their hand now. Yeah. He, he told me that. He said that on a TV broadcast we were doing. He was like, there's no way. Like they're not, it's not like all of a sudden guys are throwing one Oh five. No one and, and like well, this John, guy's throwing John better. was like Rawlis Chapman, that guy's throwing hundred miles an hour. But right. but you don't have, you know not everybody's doing it. Because when I, I was talking to him, I was like I was like, you know, it's crazy. Now kids in college are throwing everybody's throwing ninety six, ninety seven, even in college. And he was like I could just tell it was making his skin crawl. I was like, Oh no. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Bring it on. And he, he's just, you know, John's way, just calmly. That's not how it's working. No. Well, he apparently he's bringing whiskey and cigars. So, I mean, I'm I'm all about this. Hey, that's uh, the pitcher's way. You never know what you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, that's, that's going to be great. That's that's our next show. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for those of you that have made it through an hour and 46 minutes, you'll know that next show. <laughs> and then the next show, I'm going to be out of town. So kids are going to be a very different type show. But it'll be a good show. It'll be a good show. Have fun with it. We can do, we're going to do this, you know, because what be we post, found. That'll be when we talk about Alabama, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Monday we'll talk about that. Some. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. Mostly yeah, baseball. Yeah, mostly baseball. But by the by, shit by the other. I, the, the, I want to get Josh Donaldson in here because of all the wild stories I've heard about him. Yeah. Not nothing bad. Just like I've got I've some, seen him play. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many instances where you're like, this guy's a lunatic. You know, <laughs> I mean, not, not that way, but you know, just like he's always getting into it with people, hitting home runs and talking yeah. trash and, uh, a fun guy to watch, I you know. know. One of the one of the bad dude, bad trade for the Cubs to have traded him. And I don't even think he was like the main piece in the trade, but they, but the A's always know what you got, man. They always know what you got, and and you make trades with with them, they're gonna beat you, you know. You always, they always know know what you got. Yeah, know what you're holding. Oh yeah, yep. Yep, yep, yep. I don't, I, I'm sure they would have made the same trade if you would have put somebody else in there, and they turned out to be like a great player. But you know what? Maybe to his advantage, you go up there and it's a different media market. It's a different, you know, it's not like you're going to Wrigley Field to play. You're playing in front of you yeah. know, like a minor league crowd in Oakland, and then you get to kind of get your feet wet. Yeah. But I'd love to see what he says. Great ball. Oh, player, me man. too. Great ball player. You know, he may disagree with me. I don't know, but I, I, I remember when he got traded and. And so I probably have a lot to talk about with him. Yeah. I love the story. What did he say? That video of him, he's saying, if you've got a, he's puts a ball on tees. Like if you've got a coach that tells you to swing down on the ball, don't listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) And he like Oakland was all about like they were one of the first teams out that, that were like hitting the ball in the air is a good thing, you know. Yeah, that was always the when I was growing up, it was always ground balls are good, ground yeah, balls right, are good, right. line drive. You try yeah. to hit the line, which I still think are good, but no, they want you hit it in the air now. But the game changes all the time. I mean, it's yeah, know, it's constant, just make good contact. Yeah, yeah, well, that's fun. So we, yeah, let's get them on, man. I mean, we, this is what the off season's all about. And then, and guess what? Next week we got spring football too. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting times. I know. Here we go. Just waiting on September. I know. I know. I, I'm, I, I mean, the offense has got to be good. The, the secondary there, I, I just can't see how the secondary is going to be good, but the minute that the, we're going to be all right. This is the new era. This hey, is what we're. The 8A game ends. We live in the mud, Mick. And the transfer portal opens two days later. So you know what you got and what you don't got, and you 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 be aggressive in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, great show, man. Anything that I didn't get to that you want to talk about? I covered all the bases. We got, we got it all. Looking forward to Monday. I am too, man. Well, great job. I, I don't say that often either. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
you live a different life than me. <laughs> I just throw that out there. I do this uh, for like everything I do. <laughs> you got other stuff that you got to do. So Sunday night, you're probably like my dad used to be like about six o'clock. Go to bed. Yeah. Six o'clock. You're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that means get to bed. Get up in the morning, you know, get ready and go off somewhere. Oh, uh, nice doing it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, guys, we appreciate all of you for hanging out with us here on Disrupt the Media's Elephant in the Room. And again, please like and subscribe, share with your friends, get in the comments section and tell us what you think. As we build this channel, you guys have made this what it is. And so for uh, Jake Coker, I'm Mick Gillespie. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget that we're brought to you by MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Up to 50% price match to $1,000 with the promo code Next Round. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. And if everything goes as planned, we'll have John Lieber with us, the uh, former major leaguer. We'll bring some of his cards and just randomly hand them to him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. And roll tide. Roll tide. 